I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. We had such a great conversation with Shannon Lee Simmons uh, about all sorts of things and about her her book, No Regret Decisions. I was thinking the whole way going through this book is how her decision-making playbook that she lays out, like how it how it works with my approach and you know, sometimes Megan's approach of like just do something. And I really think that we are essentially saying the same thing when she lays out the importance of micro timelines, I think that's her way of saying, do something like stop trying to eat the whole elephant, Mm -hmm. just do something. Um, And that, you know, if, if all of us were, um, if we're looking to make the right decision, then we don't do anything. So by following her playbook, we get to a place of making no regret decisions, uh, which is the same as just do something. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that you. I think that's exactly it. It's almost like when you are going to school, or even now, like when there's deadlines. Mm-hmm. So if the deadline is Monday at midnight, it's like, well, you waited until Monday morning to start mm-hmm. where when they, there's these micro timelines. It's like, okay, well, it's kind of like putting a stake in the sand and saying, ah, I'm going to do something by this. Imposing that deadline for yourself. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's that, um, like the law of something that is the, the task at hand expands to the time allotted. Oh, yes. It's like, it's so real for so many of us. And then if we can create our own timelines, like we know that if CRA asks us to do something in 30 days, most of us are going to get it done in 30 days. Um, we're going to do it on day 30, but we will get it done within the timeline. So like I always talk about like the evidence, we have the evidence to prove that we can meet a deadline. So if we impose the micro deadlines or timelines for ourselves, then maybe that gets us into action so that we can do something um, Mm -hmm. faster. I think, yeah. And I think we all need sometimes somebody to tell us that like, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there that are naturally you know, rigid when it comes, they get the letter and they, they do do the things <laughs> right when they get the letter instead of waiting till closer to the deadline. Who are you people? I don't know. They're magic <laughs> unicorns, but, <laughs> but, but that's probably because whatever the letter needed was something that was easy for them to 
do. Whereas when you add the complexity or maybe you don't have as much confidence that you know what you're doing, that's when it kind of stretches out that timeline. And it's like, oh, I don't know enough. I, I need to gather more information or I need to ask somebody. And, it, and that also like fills that timeline as, as you get closer and closer to that date. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if we, if we used her decision-making playbook, um, needing to gather information and research is totally okay and allowed, um, we would just set like a one week timeline for that. Um, if we set it as a one month timeline, we could get into analysis paralysis. We could do nothing. We could just, you know, wait until day 29, like I'm so famous for. And, uh, we've wasted all that time, whereas we could have done it within a week. Uh, where, where are the people to remind us to do these good things for ourselves? Well, you see, when you got your license yeah. to be an adult, when you were 19, you mm-hmm. said that I'm going to just do that now. <laughs> oh, did you not, did you not read that as part of your adulting contract? I didn't, I didn't read that contract before I signed it. Yeah, I know. That's like me. And like, when, when we, I have to add things to my grocery cart that are things like toilet paper or cleaning supplies. I'm like, no, my mom's supposed to still buy those things. (laughs) Wait, I have to buy those things. I read that in my adulting contract. (laughs) I've heard that there's a rule that you should have in your house around paper that you only touch paper once. So like if a bill comes in the house, you touch it the one time you pay the bill and then you put the bill filing cabinet or the shredder or whatever you're doing with it in the fireplace. And um, it sounds like such a lovely way to do things. I just, I would, <laughs> if, if I tried to implement that rule, do you want to know where all the paper would be? It would be in the mailbox. <laughs> I just yeah. wouldn't touch it. Hey mama. I wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that I just released a brand new program called Budget for More. It's the complete roadmap to setting up an automated budgeting system that will leave you with more. More time, more vacations, more fun, more wine. If you would like to check out this program, go to my website, lindsayplum.com forward slash budget for more. And if you want a discount on that program, I'd love to give it to you. There's a 50% off discount for podcast listeners. Use coupon code beta 50 B E T A five zero. I would love to see you inside that new program to help you budget for more. I would wait. But I do. Till I had more time. <laughs> yeah. I I rarely go to the mailbox because I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah. You touched it. Now you have this thing to do. And I think it would be so lovely. Like we get so many notices and letters from school and you know, all like all these different things. Um I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's things. where that um, mom capacity comes in. It's because you're the one doing the task that has to do with that piece of paper. Whereas like my husband wouldn't even notice if I stopped getting the mail. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. He he doesn't pay any credit cards. He doesn't do any of the school lunches or the forms or anything. And so if he, if I stopped getting 
getting the mail, my life would change dramatically and his life would stay the same. Yeah. That's <laughs> so true. Right? The, the tasks and roles that we have in the house. There was a funny situation the other day that um, one of our kids' friends texted, the, the mom texted Graham about a sleepover or something like that for our kid. <laughs> And his response was, why are you texting me? I'm the dad. <laughs> it was so true. Like he would never, he would never make that decision without talking to me because he doesn't know where our kids are supposed to be at any given time. Even though we have a family calendar, uh, he still wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know. Like we just have different roles. And we've talked about this a lot before that like moms have a lot more roles um, in the day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um but when our roof was leaking, I did zero about it. It was 100% on Graham. Right. And it was in a storm. And he was up on the roof trying to get a tarp and all the things organized while I drank my tea under my electric blanket. So as much as I complain about the day-to-day stuff sometimes, um, I would hate for him to complain that I wasn't getting up on the roof with him in those moments. So I think right. that in a you know, well-balanced, healthy relationship. There's, there is, uh, there is give and take, but yeah, you know, it would be, it would be up to me to implement some guardrails and to set some micro timelines. And, um, however, those are the things that I, I like, I like making decisions when my head is clear Mm -hmm. so that when I'm in the thick of it, I don't have to make a decision, Mm -hmm. um, that I can just look at the plan, the budget, the, whatever um and the decision is kind of already made for me Mm -hmm. and I feel like somebody is telling me what to do and in those moments that's what I need I need someone to tell me what to do yeah and I think so I um Shannon has two books the worry-free money as well as no regret decisions and the no regret decisions is her newest one. So like, that's the one we talked about most on her episode, Mm -hmm. but I think both really bring into context, both the emotional and the financial stakes that these decisions um, either cause or the ripple effect of them. And it's really grasping both. So it's like, Delaying the decision cannot just have the financial stakes of delaying the decision, but it can also have like that emotional stake, which isn't a number on your spreadsheet. Yeah, Yeah. totally, totally. I mean, great for, you know, for people to read both books, right? I mean, they, they really do have, have a lot of value. The, the first one is much more finance focused, personal finance focused, where the second one is, um, more life focused. You could use her, uh, decision-making framework for any decision. It doesn't have to be a financial decision. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's such a good mix and she's so fun. Uh, she's so fun to talk to. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I mean, go back and listen to it because she's, she's a blast really yeah um she's she's got lots of character she's not monotone and boring and talking about you know rates of return and and different strategies and blah 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 she's she's just really like you're a person these are the considerations that you have to think about like what what's important to you how much is enough like let's have those like real conversations 
Um, and she like why she's so popular on like the um, lots of the like morning news shows and and news shows in in general will have her on to give her take on you know whatever is going on in the in the finance world. Um, and uh, I can after having you know a, a real conversation, a, a lengthy conversation with her, um, you can totally see why she's she's a blast to to listen to to talk to and to watch. I mean, if people are feeling broke or feeling stuck or feeling I don't know like they don't know where to start what even are their guardrails can they afford it how are other people making it work I think that both of her books just kind of put it into context that it's don't worry about how other people are doing it like let's just figure out what what you're doing what you would be comfortable doing changing and let's get you from where you are right now. If you're feeling like that friction and discomfort to what's the, where do you want to be? And let's like bridge that gap um, using tools that make sense for who you are and what stage of life that you're in. Agreed. Yeah, it's tricky. All right, go check her out. If you're interested in what Shannon Lee Simmons has to say, she's awesome. Yeah. Great. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers. <laughs>